Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade this day. Sarah, have you found enough shade today? I have found a little bit of shade today. Have you? Yeah, I, I really love this shade motif that we're going with because there's so much in the world that I live in, there just seems to be a lot of shade being thrown da- there, daily. <laughs> there is shade being thrown every day. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, just da- daily shade. It's like daily content, just yep. shade. Yeah. <laughs> The shade is in the daily content. Well, I mean, I, I certainly throw my my share of shade, so I'm not... You're not yeah. totally innocent here. Not totally. No. I'm mostly innocent. Sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stick handle that shade. <laughs> uh, that's not going to get old. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You told me it wouldn't. But... Uh, it's not. Oh, you're being sarcastic. Oh, that's. I'm never that, sarcastic. That just seems so disingenuous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not sarcastic though, so we're good. No. So uh, we've got more discussion about the book today. We're going to talk a little bit about the show as well. There's no show mm-hmm. news that we can find. What what kind mm-hmm. of what kind of things did you find? I feel like you were telling me like this whole story about like trying to find news, but you didn't. Yeah, because normally like, you know, usually like three or four days before the next episode, there's some kind of news that's come out or some kind of like leak or something. And there was nothing this week. So yeah. It's super, like the only thing I found, which isn't even really show news, it's just an interesting little tidbit, is that Wheel of Time officially became the most streamed Amazon Prime original in terms of minutes spent, like viewers spent streaming it, Hmm. Um, which I guess is like, that's cool. It's getting watched. That means it's probably not going to be canceled. It doesn't seem like it's as gripping to the outside watchers, the people who haven't read the books and stuff, as like Wheel of or as Wheel of Time doesn't seem as gripping as Wheel of Time. But um, <laughs> also like as Game of Thrones, though, it seems like I've heard a few different people say things like, "I'm not, I don't, I'll watch Wheel of Time. It's cool, but I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it the night it comes out." Sort of thing. Right. I feel like it's a little bit different too because you have. Amazon Prime and Sony kind of teaming up here, whereas Game of Thrones was HBO and HBO is their own, you know, massive enterprise. Is Amazon less massive? 
I wouldn't say it was like less massive if you looked at it from a company hole, but in terms of like streaming, I would think it is or, you know, content production. It's just a maybe less massive is the wrong term, but it's newer, right? So HBO has been going for decades and has all of these massive blockbuster series under their name right like you've got the sopranos you've got sex in the city you've got game game of thrones like all of these massive titles are under the hbo umbrella whereas prime is still so new that they have what the boys Mm -hmm. and wheel of time and (laughs) yeah they have wheel of time (laughs) like they finally have one we did it (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like a newer it's like it's like the new kid on the block kind of in my opinion so no i I think that's a good point the hbo has been doing really big shows for a really long time the one the one i kept wanting you to say was entourage even though it's it's not really a great show but it's i I did binge watch that entire show at one point i never watched it yeah, it's that's not like quality. It's not it's not what I would call good. But. Right. Fair. <laughs> you know what? I never watched the movie. I should watch the movie, but that's totally <laughs> unrelated. Yeah, I know. But just in case people listening wanted to know, I <laughs> I still haven't seen the Entourage movie. So <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> fair. Anyways, uh, so what Wheel of Time related? Mm-hmm what do you how do you think it's going to end oh man okay so obviously this the last episode is in like two days and of the of the season not the series season right um and we know it's it's, sorry it's gonna make crack a joke about how it's going to be the the latest like uh christmas movie or christmas (laughs) like like die hard it's gonna be christmas themed Uh, that would be ironic just just wearing he's wearing santa hat or something there's reindeer all of a sudden randomly yeah and the blight yeah yeah okay so what's going to happen um okay so we know it's called the eye of the world so they're obviously going to the eye of the world and i mean based off how the last episode ended with moraine and rand headed into the blight so you say they're all going so you think the others are going to follow See, originally I thought they would, but now I'm not so sure if they will. Do I think maybe they? I think maybe Lan will follow them once he realizes where they're going. I think Lan's gonna follow, and I think they'll go with Lan and follow into the blade. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking is gonna happen. Because I feel like, I mean, I'm obviously very still like early on in the series, so I don't know a lot. But I feel like if you are a warder and your Aes Sedai just like wanders off and it's like going to go do this thing and you realize that they're doing that, wouldn't you try to follow them? Like, wouldn't that be your duty? I don't know what it's like to be a warder, Sarah. Sorry. Please put yourself (laughs) in a warder's shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Uh, I think think maybe I wouldn't actually because my uh, my Aes Sedai would have come and gotten me so you don't think that that would be part of your duty to be like ah, oh, she's like overlooking this and mm. what about okay so let, let me take it like a step further here because that's very generalized 
what about just the land and moraine dynamic? Because they obviously have a dynamic where they do take into account what the other person has to say. And the fact that moraine is not giving land that option. Right. I mean, it also depends too. Like what's going to happen if she dies, what's going to happen to him? too like there's this right. little, there's a certain element of self-interest that, that would be involved that I, I don't know that land would at least in the books it seems like he wouldn't care as much about like his own self but mm-hmm. i don't know um it's a good question I, I don't i think i think land has a decent chance of just not not doing it just because he wants to honor what moraine what moraine's implied wishes are right so what do you think is going to happen Okay, so I, I think there is a there is a chance that they all go or that they get ready to go. They're all like, okay, we're gonna go. They, they get all psyched up to go. And then I think that there's gonna be a massive horde of Trollocs that show up and attack the keep. And they're gonna all be part of a massive battle. And I think I, I might've even said it in our, the last episode, just, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, it would be pretty awesome to see a big epic battle at Faldara and wolves are showing up and there's this they're all beleaguered and it's just crazy and fane is there like they're gonna hold and then fane comes and like kills the gate guards and opens the gate or something so do you think then like moraine and rand go into the blight and then do the trollocs like do they somehow miss each other kind of thing like what happens here how how are the trollocs there but moraine and rand yeah so I, I think they're entering the blight at a different place than the trollocs would leave it like they're mm-hmm. it's it's like a revolving door kind of situation where people okay. are coming in and going out and they're they're kind of close to each other and yet they don't really have much chance of interacting they just you know one is going one way the other one's going the other way right. and you have a bunch of creepy tree things that are blocking views and stuff I mean, may, and, and possibly the Trollocs do, would come, you know, like hit, run into them, and then Moraine and Rand are just hunker down because there's only two of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. I don't know. That seems seems somewhat likely. I, because here's, I just can't imagine it being that interesting to see everyone just like spending the whole episode trying to catch up to moraine and rand yeah well and like so to to be honest i i agree i think you need uh, in this you need to see perrin more with the wolves i think you need to see i mean we've seen Nynaeve use her use the power quite a lot but i think you need to see that again um i think you need to see the connection between lan and Nynaeve some more i think you need to see Egwene tap into the power more because she all she can do is you know baby dragon wisps of smoke um like burn through some ropes Mm -hmm. yeah so i think it would be really great if we could see her figure out how to actually tap into it like what's her inciting factor here like what would you say you do here yeah (laughs) (laughs) what would you do here Uh, (laughs) i I get that you're unbreakable but Mm. that's not really a thing you do that's just (laughs) Like, how are you contributing here? It's like that that meme of the guy like using a stick and like poking someone, being like, "Do something!" Like, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Egwene's like, but I thought that I channeled a few different times, right? Uh, but like, it was no, someone else. Uh. You didn't. Um, so I think that I, 
I don't think we see Matt anymore. I think that ship has sailed. We see, I think we're not going to see Matt till season two. You don't think Matt just like shows up on no. like a shining stallion with a sword, gleaming sword and an no. army of plated soldiers. Yeah, no. I don't think so either. I don't, I think Matt's done. Um, so why though? Why wouldn't he's like my favorite? If I, know. I had to pick, if I had to pick my, even though he's, he's only really like that fun in a couple, like the first three episodes, he just killed it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the times that he i'm just why why isn't he in it even if we don't get him for that whatever it It, it makes wonder i wonder if they mismanaged his character so much that they just he decided to just peace out he's like i i don't want to just keep being marginalized and not being in the show do you think so because i feel like his character wasn't marginalized if he's not in the final like three episodes at all really i mean so so like he gets the dagger cleansed mm -hmm. and then i guess the next episode or that that same episode is when he he's barely in that one and then he doesn't go in the ways so then he was he isn't in the next one at all Mm -hmm. and then if he's in on the final one those are three episodes in a row he's not in and then the one right before that is they get to tarvalin and Mm -hmm. he just has like one little exchange with rand like if it's me then you know and if it's you then right um, yeah maybe like, uh, like what what if he, he was just sick of not being important to the show and, and the episode like before that the episode before that he just talks to the little girl and then she's dead by someone's hand that's all he that's all he's done nothing i feel like that's just such a rash decision to make because you could easily find the the uh, importance of the character you're playing online. Like, even if you didn't want to sit and actually have time to read the books, let's say, and like read the series, you could easily go online and find out what your character arc is and see how important it is or is not, and then choose. What what if what if he saw the script to season two and that's when he decided he's like, I'm not I'm not even in this show again. I'm right. out. I, I hope not. I hope he is. I just, if he's not in this episode, then I will say that I, I will have, I think that they've like, they made a mistake in how they handled the character because he, they, they showed how he could have value in the first season, even right. when I, th- even in a season when I thought he wouldn't have value. Right. Because of what he is in the books that they're like, oh, no, no, he can be a really cool character. Look. And then he's just, not at, they're like no, no no we were just that, that was like a proof of concept but he's not actually important it makes me wonder though like what are they doing with his storyline i don't know i hope it's something cool yeah i guess we'll find out in season two because i don't think he's gonna be in this episode <laughs> i i hope you're wrong I hope I'm wrong too, but I just genuinely don't know how you put him into this episode unless he goes through, unless he somehow like, well, I don't even think he would have gone through, he would have gone through the ways with like after Pat and Fane, for example, because we probably would have seen that, but yeah, I don't know how you put him in the show at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in Faldara 
with Pat and Fane. And we just didn't see him come out of the way he came. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe he's going to toy with being a dark friend for a little bit. Think about it. Just, just consider it, maybe. I don't like that idea. No, I don't want it either. That, that, that would annoy me. Uh, but we don't know what happened to the dagger either. So lo- lots of questions moving into this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that there will be a lot of questions at the end that we'll have cliffhangers to answer After. for years. Do for we? Year. For, I hope not a year. Um, I guess we don't know the runtime of this episode, do we? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be funny? It's like three hours. I'm just curious, like, is it, <laughs> seven, is it only an hour? Seven hours. I, I don't see it. It's not on IMDb. So I was yeah. just curious if it was out there yet, how long it was. I'm assuming it's going to be an hour. They've shown that they like doing big action scenes. I, I think that they have mm-hmm. an epic Faldara fight because that's that's part of the book anyways. They don't, they don't have the fight at Faldara, but I think they could easily change it to be to that. Be yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Me too. Oh, wait, I just said it. So um otherwise mm-hmm. i'm excited for the show to end uh, not not to end but I, i'm excited for the ending that this will be the there's neither beginnings nor endings of right. the wheel of time but this this will be one of them this will be a unending it'll be a type of ending yeah a pause if you will sadly sure. yeah and then we'll just read the book and talk about the book for a while uh, because the book series is great on its own regardless of how mm-hmm. pissed off people are about how the, the story is being changed. I swear, the, the other content platform I make uh, my content on, uh, mm-hmm. every once in a while I mention that I do Wheel of, a Wheel of Time podcast, and people, uh, every comment I get, no one's like, oh my gosh, Wheel of Time, so cool. People are saying, oh, you like Wheel of Time? Are you angry? Is, are you as angry as I am? Right, that, that it's being changed. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. My comment is always like, no, man, it's just another weaving of the wheel. That's all it is. Which is, I think, the right attitude to have. I think it's way more fun once once you get to that point of just realizing that nothing has to be the exact same. They can just go with it however they want. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool because you know they're going to bring a ton of elements from the books into it. Mm-hmm. And just go with it like oh hey these are our old friends like Perrin is still the same brooding quiet dude he's right. just in a different slightly different, different circumstance like why can't we see that character do different things right and I think um you just kind of have to accept the fact that you can't control it of how it's being portrayed and just go with it yeah and it's totally fine if you like the books more because most people do well, yeah, I mean, that that's, I, I wonder how this show would do if it was, if it was just fabricated, if they had all the same ideas, but they didn't mm-hmm. actually have a book like source material. Yeah, I, I mean, whenever you don't have source material, it's just a clean slate to work off of. You're never being compared to anything except maybe as a show of a similar style, but it's it's i think much easier to appease the fan base quote unquote yeah 
I think so. I mean, yeah. It's just an interesting thing. You have to be how I just I always wonder how I keep finding myself wondering how many people watch the show for its own sake how many people watch it for the book's sake mm-hmm. and how, how they have to pander to it because I, I remember I mean my, even my sister who lo- who loves to read she's she's always taught you know she has like a book podcast and, and everything she's uh she's always like oh yeah I, I loved Game of Thrones I loved watching Game of Thrones mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never read the books though like she's so definitive and dismissive like no why would I read the books like so- to her it exists entirely as a, on, show. as a show and that's that's fine that's a fine way to look at it it's just I'm like but but there's books like why wouldn't you get more <laughs> especially if you love the show why wouldn't you look for the like the books are are very similar along a very similar vein right but there's a ton of people with that attitude and there's a ton of people with that attitude in Wheel of Time as well I'm sure I don't know yeah I could, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, but it, they just have to make money. That's that's the at that's the end the of the end. day. That's, that's the, the end goal. Well, that's that's the cynical part too. Of well, at the end of the day, what are they going to do? That like they're just going to try to make some money, and they'll just if if they need to throw every single one of the fans, the the book fans, to the wolves to do it, then uh, I mean, I. I have no doubt that they will. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can I can see that, unfortunately. I'm okay with that. Whatever. Actually. Yeah, but you're you're at the point where you're looking at it as a different a different uh telling. So you're right. You're right. I've uh I've evolved or something. <laughs> I'm on the next step, the next uh the next plane i don't know <laughs> um is there anything else that you would want to see in the finale uh, i i just want to see wolves with perrin I, yeah. I want wolves to show up and we don't have to have the full explanation of what's going on with his wolfness but i that if he's going to be part of a final epic battle we'd better see wolves and mm-hmm. i don't know I, it would just it yeah i would love to see a massive a massive siege and rand and moraine like they'll cut away from the massive siege it'll be just like lord of the rings yeah they'll cut away from that and frodo and sam are eating some biscuits you know (laughs) um and rand and moraine are hunkered down because trollocs are just like clambering around right they have like a touching moment like they just have to sit there and she's like I'm I'm human too, and he's like, yeah, we're humans. It'll be great. <laughs> Show their uh, humanity. Yeah, and then go back to the fight scene. No, oh. oh, totally fine. Totally, totally believable. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, sorry. Like we completely like glazed over this. Obviously, if they're going to the eye of the world, like we have to see Rand proper properly channeled now. Yeah. Yeah, like that's a that goes without saying but i feel like we should say it anyway sure i, I maybe we'll see the forsaken and may, i hope if we do i hope that moraine just kills them both and we don't have some weird thing that happens in the eye of the world like in the book where 
right it's like i don't really know what happened but yeah uh, that was some weird crap that just happened right yeah that was weird it's fine yeah maybe we'll see maybe we'll see the green man mm-hmm. but that might be cool he's just such a weird character because he's in eye of the world that he's just not anywhere else it's just book one of book one of wheel of time is almost it's just there's so many different things that happen in that one novel that the rest of them just don't even acknowledge so yeah the so, green man that's fine the green man cool. he's kind of weird he's got he acorns for eyes i don't weird. like it yeah i don't approve but maybe he's cut out maybe he's not there yeah let's hope so mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding i don't care <laughs> but anyways um we can talk about the book now if you like yeah so we can we can go into the next four chapters of eye of the world so chapters 37 to 40 for those who don't want to be spoiled and these are all different points of view so oh okay so they each advance the plot in different ways yeah yeah we've got a little we've got a naive point of view we've got a parent point of view and we've got a rand point of view so all right we're just just trucking along should we dive into it let's do it cool do it so (laughs) chapter 37 is the long chase so this is Nynaeve's point of view um and they so she's still with Moraine and Lan right like they were in Whitebridge and for those who can't remember, Moraine was like, oh, two of them maybe are north and maybe one of them is south, but I, I don't know where. And we need to find, she goes to the easiest option. So they decide to go north, but she doesn't know who she's going to basically. Um, and so this chapter is just interesting in general because Nynaeve kind of has this like moment where she starts to understand Moraine's um, like logic behind why she's going this way, why she's going after the, after, you know, they don't know who they're looking for, but why she's chosen to go this way. Um, And it's kind of fun because you can see that Nynaeve is still really stubborn and she is struggling with how much she can trust Moraine and how much she should like Moraine but she's sort of understanding why Moraine is doing things the way she's doing it, but she doesn't want, like, you can just feel that, like, she's, like, fighting the urge to just accept it, but she's starting to, and I find that very interesting. Anyway. Yeah, um, she's just trying to reconcile herself to this, to this notion that maybe Moraine isn't all bad. She's probably mostly bad. She's probably awful, but right exactly but this reasoning is logical to her and she can follow it and she's having this like internal struggle with how much she can approve so it's just a nice it's a nice little development i think yeah how much do you think uh, how much of that do you think has to do with lan being there and acknowledging moraine as someone worthy of listening to and following that's a good point because it, it's probably a lot easier to like someone and mm-hmm. to, to like get over your own misgivings about them if mm-hmm. you already like kind of admire someone or like someone who also likes that the, the person you're trying to to be okay with yeah that's true 
So I didn't think of, of LAN, uh, you know, being a factor here, but that makes sense, all things considered. It's kind of, I mean, yeah, just role model sounds weird, but something like that of just you demonstrate. It's, it's very difficult for me to see uh, like every once in a while, I'll, I'll have a friend who introduces me to another friend and I'm like, dude, your friend is worthless. But right. for, the, for the most part, I'm, <laughs> I just assume that I like that I'm going to like this person because my friend already, you know, like there's there's just this implied I trust their judgment for, you know, if they're my friend. I do just trust them more. And right. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, and not not that nine even land are friends exactly, but but they're friendly, kind of. Yeah, they get right. along. They, yeah. they have a mutual respect at this point in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she she totally has a crush, but right. Yeah, that so, helps. That <laughs> helps. She doesn't give him as much attitude as she gives Moraine. Yeah, if any. Oh yeah, because because she has crush. a crush. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so uh this also is really cool because not really cool but you know moraine kind of notes that she can't like whatever was tying the to the coin for where they were headed it's gone like she can't find it anymore Mm -hmm. and you know naive kind of panics over this and moraine kind of has to not necessarily walk her off the off the edge here but she's like doesn't mean that they're dead it just means that they don't actually have the coin like they're just not carrying it so but she decides and this is actually i think a really logical decision is she's like we're going this way because this is where the coin was when we were when it was with them so we need Mm -hmm. to keep going in this direction because when we catch up and we get close enough to them i'll be able to find them even without the coin yeah so i was like that makes sense because why would you turn away and go the opposite way of where you were going well because then you've just like it, you'd just be chasing your tail kind of like you're yeah. you're just oh i'll go this oh no no may as well not oh i'll we'll go this way no may as well not just yeah it doesn't it doesn't actually accomplish a single thing to right. you you just follow through do make your best guesses and keep going yeah right but it's just like this really logical level-headed way like there's no panic there's no like Oh, like, and now I can't find them. What do we do? It's just a, let's just keep going. Sarah, the Moraine fangirl here. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the way she handles herself. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, she's, uh, she's stick handling it for sure. Yeah, we'll see if I don't like her in future books. But for now, I like her, so. No, I, I think you're right. That's good. She's made she made a good decision. She was being she's being wise in this in this instance. So right. So uh yeah, yeah. that's um so there is like a little bit more that happens in this chapter, which is kind of cool. Um and I can I can condense it. We can we can move on quickly if you want to move to the next one. But basically, Nynaeve can't sleep in the night. Lan comes and gets there and he's like, oh, I need you. And she just follows him because, you know, she's got a crush. And right. um, so, Obviously. yeah, that's that's why. She doesn't fight him on it. She just goes. She's um, like, oh, where are we going? Where are we going? Into the woods. <laughs> I Actually, let me just 
like totally put us on a tangent for just a minute. I I did laugh. I saw a Wheel of Time meme uh, the other day where it was just it says reasons why I watch Wheel of Time, mm-hmm. and it's all just pictures of like sexy pictures of Lan, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Ah, <laughs> uh, didn't I need make it? <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been really funny if they'd somehow been able to tie that to her. I didn't notice that. Oh but, man, that would have I been mean, great. I I chuckled, but I was like, that's not why I watch it. I'm better than that person. No, right. <laughs> but no, but it, it did. It made me chuckle, but it, yeah, I didn't. I didn't take a long time staring at it because that's that's you know. not up your alley. One of my favorite parts in the whole show, though, is when he like apparates mm-hmm. in front of Maddie oh yeah. The show. Just, just one of the best. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna eat some dinner. I'm here in front of you. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, poor Nadeev. She's just yeah. like a deer in headlights. Yeah, it was uh. great. And and so similarly, that's what she is. She's like totally, totally yeah. just following him. Yeah. She leads, he leads somewhere exciting. Which I mean, he kind of does for different reasons. So um mm-hmm. he he basically shows her they they've found a uh, uh, white cloak camp yeah. and he's like Perrin's there and he's like he's seen Perrin there and they're gonna get him yeah. and they need a distraction so basically her job is to go and you know find they, they've got all these horses tied up in the camp and she's got to go in there and cut their tethers loose um, and <laughs> So she does this, and while she's doing it, she notices that Bella is there. Hell yeah. Rip Bella. <laughs> In the show, at least. I know. Uh, she, she made it farther than Shatter Loga this yeah. time. So Bella's there, and Nynaeve knows that, like, well, if Bella's here, that means Egwene's also here. So sure. she decides, she, she cuts Bella free and decides she's going to take Bella with her the logic being that now they don't need to double up on horses if they take an extra horse. Um, and she actually takes a second horse too. Um, so she's got two horses with her mm-hmm. and yeah, her, I mean, her logic here makes sense too. She's like, if we don't have to double up on horses, that means we can ride faster, which means there is a less of a chance of the white cloaks catching up to us. All very sound logic. Um, and the chapter kind of ends where uh, Moraine ends up sending thunder and lightning down very close to the horses, scaring them, which is why Lan wanted her to cut them free so they could, you know, bolt and go everywhere. Um, and Nynaeve just takes off with Bella and the other horse into back into the forest. So that's that's the end of that chapter. I like how dense the guards are here. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like, all is well with the light. The light as well like and it's all very all very practiced and you know mm-hmm. they they show up at the exact precise moments and they're in their gleaming white clothes and uh, cloaks i guess yep. and yeah i i just i liked his portrayal of of self-important and totally ineffective guards here well and and it's great because it's exactly that they're, they're just completely unobservant and not effective to the point that Nynaeve only has to watch them two times to realize that she can just 
go in on the yeah. third and they're not going to change what they're doing yeah she's going to game the system yep 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 that that pattern yep she yeah, figured it out it's fun good yeah. for naive already already wise in the ways of the world so <laughs> <laughs> yep so that's that and we can go into chapter 38 if you want unless you have any other tidbits about naive and how wise and school girl crushy she is no um i like that you're using the word tidbits a lot it's uh sorry this is a it's an interesting trail we're following i'm i'm just just observing let's continue Mm. okay i'll try not to use the word tidbits anymore Oh no, <laughs> please do. I want to see where it goes. Okay. Oh. As you will. Chapter 38, Rescue. This is Perrin's point of view, which is awesome because obviously we've just read about Nynaeve and them trying to, to get Perrin out of there. Yeah. Um, and now we're we're in there. We're in the tent where him and Egwene are bound up. They're they're tied back to back. They're in this, you know, white cloak, whatever encampment. Mm-hmm. and um yeah the white cloaks think they're dark friends he has no idea how to you know get out of this situation that they're in and Bayar keeps hitting them kicking them tell even though he's clearly awake he's trying to wake you know he's trying to wake Perrin up and it's just beating the living daylights out of him every time um and yeah it's I'm yeah, it's very obvious that like he is doing this because Perrin allegedly killed two white cloaks, so they say. Mm-hmm. They're just picking on him. Um, yeah, and there is some kind of distraction that happens outside of the tent at this point because Bayer basically throw he he throws this like rock that's kind of supposed to be like a blade i guess it's sharpened or whatever down to parent like he's going to give him some kind of decision to make but you never actually find out what it is because of this distraction that happens which i'm assuming is lan after this lightning comes crashing down um right because lan just busts in there and rescues parent and and Egwene. yeah so okay. let me ask you this mm-hmm. okay so let's say you're a child of the light Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting objective Sarah here, right? Not not subjective Sarah. Okay. I will do my best to be objective. I am an asshole. Go on. Correct. Oh, just putting myself ob- in that frame of mind. Objective Sarah is the okay. Okay. So okay. so I'm a I am a, okay. So child of the light. Got it. Yeah. So you blame you're you're certain you you don't you don't know if, maybe you don't know for sure that Perrin is a dark friend but you you see this guy who <laughs> under suspicious circumstances charges down a hill kills two of your buddies who you're traveling with those people that you trust with your life because you're in the same army as them essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like how do you treat this person who you're pretty sure is like worships the dark one and wants to end humanity. Like, do you think that there's a little more wiggle room to be able to, for rough treatment, for like snide remarks, for like, how far are you allowed to go given the the totality of circumstances that as you perceive it? 
say, I hate when you do this to me because you make me view it from the side that I don't want to view it from. Well, we know that he's that child buyer is going too far, that he's a total dick, but it's it's right. a to me it it's it makes it more interesting in the sense that they he's not as totally evil and unreasonable as it kind of is he's being made to seem right as he's maybe you know coming across from parents point of view right well and i mean so you you also there there is a little bit of a um connection to the show like a, a correlation here to the show and the episode when when Perrin and Egwene were captured and you know not only is Bayer just like beating the living crap out of Perrin but he's telling him all of these stories about how basically Perrin is going to be tortured and you know he's talking about hot iron rods and knives and like all of these things that will be used against Perrin and Perrin is sitting there being like there's no way people actually do this to other people like that that can't be right um and we see that happen in in the episode right like he does it to Perrin oh the child buyer is a different guy this is yes but but my point is it's the same the bad guy white cloak got it yeah the same Mm -hmm. the same situation basically sure yeah you're right I was kind Um, of quibbling when I didn't need to so yeah you're right so it's it's just this like it's so hard for me to be objective about the white cloaks even though i know you want me to be and i can see what you're saying in terms of like there could be a little bit of leeway here because yeah okay let's do like you're watching parent charge down this hill and kill two of the guys that you're traveling with and you don't know anything and i'm assuming while you're watching this like parent has essentially lost his mind in a way and you don't know what he is capable of so do you now go over that line and be extra aggressive in order to keep him weak because you don't know the total um the total range of his power right like you don't know how how weak is weak well, I mean, so you have all these wolves who, who are presumably on, on Perrin's team. And you, you think that the wolves are, they're, they're Trollocs. To, to White Cloaks, the wolves are the same. Like they're shadows, creatures of the shadow. They're the same as, right. the same as uh, <laughs> ravens. So. <laughs> <laughs> How unkind. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but, but you see, you see them, it, you know, you see the wolves, and the wolves are still out there. And you, Child Byer lied in in the last one to his commander about how how good the commander, uh, sorry, sorry, how how many wolves were killed. Like he knows, Child Byer knows that there are wolves mm-hmm. out there. He knows that the wolves might harass them more. That like, especially once they start moving, and yeah, like you say, you maybe you can keep him off his guard a little bit. I, I mean. It's not that unreasonable for them to just assume that they're dark friends, frankly, even though we know that Perrin and Egwene are nowhere near that. It's a pretty suspicious situation for them. Like they're, and they're lying about where they came from very right. obviously because they don't have, have enough experience to lie convincingly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and 
like why why would there be dark friends out here and what why were they attacking us like if if they had had their way Perrin mm-hmm. and Egwene might have killed the whole troop of white cloaks if they could get away with it at least right. from their point of view um that being said I, I don't know if I'm okay with torture honestly in any circumstance right and I mean he doesn't actually do anything other than kick him around there's no knives or hot iron rods or anything like that well here. but he he beats the crap beats out of him a lot he, like he it talks about hard. it talks about how parrot is just a big mass of yep. welts and bruises so it's like to- yeah sure no 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 graphic flaying knives and stuff but pretty big psychological situation here where he's totally. just being habitually just yeah tortured cut up and, and i mean it's all I don't, it's all going to parent right Egwene is just kind of there well parent's the one who killed the white cloaks Egwene, who knows they don't yeah exactly Egwene's so. hot fire fire has a crush fire has a crush maybe we'll find we'll find the crush in each of these segments in each of these chapters (laughs) today (laughs) new segment (laughs) Um, who has the biggest crush on who yeah (laughs) that would actually be kind of fun (laughs) so okay so at, at some point there's there's obviously this distraction the horses have gone crazy um, and Lamb busts in there and is like, let's go get some out of there. Um, and while all this is happening, Parent has this moment of realization that Elias and Dapple are alive, mm-hmm. um, which I'm assuming is just his little wolf brother bond yeah. happening, which is, it's fun. I like having these little uh, like tidbits of, <laughs> of info being dropped about Perrin and, and what's his condition and what's happening so it's, it's a good little uh little trail of information and I like it um yeah, yeah. so lands in there he gets them out they end up leaving there they go and find Moraine in the forest where Moraine's like Nynaeve's not here and Lan wants to like turn around and go back for Nynaeve he's like oh Nynaeve's not here okay cool and like goes to turn around and Moraine has to stop him and like mm-hmm. use his full title to get him to listen to her and be like, no, like you're not. <laughs> like he's a child. Yeah. She's like, it's she and like Moraine is thinking Nynaeve's done something foolish and Lance like, oh, I gotta go get her. And Moraine's like, no. Yeah, yeah full, she's full name, time out. You're not it's going like, anywhere. Your your mom, yeah, you do something bad, and your mom's like, Sarah Moraine Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> just you know you're i feel like that's why you like her so much you must you must have some reason for it like that, right because so. we share the same middle name that's what it is right yeah yeah she wields your middle name extremely right. well mm-hmm. right uh- <laughs> okay so this is such a good there's so much insight here because this tells you that there is clearly like yes Nynaeve has a little school girl school girl crush on Lan but obviously Lan cares about Nynaeve and Moraine knows that and can tell that and is like no do Uh, what I tell you he's mine kind of thing yeah super possessive well uh frankly though it I mean 
yeah, yes, possessive and maybe maybe unhealthy. I don't know, but you have to think uh, if you're an Aes Sedai and you're like, oh, okay, so so bear with me here, hear me out. I'm I'm an Aes Sedai and I want uh, you know would if you if you would agree to be my warder, that would be great. But but that also means you're gonna need <laughs> it, it. It essentially means eternal servitude and doing what I say. Yeah, it uh, you does. Know, and, and, and she, but. If he agrees to it, which Lan did, mm-hmm. then him not obeying her in a situation where there's actual legitimate danger, where the White Cloaks will kill them instantly mm-hmm. if they find out it's an Aes Sedai, and he's he's just going off on his crush, mm-hmm. you know, he he's doing he's making decisions based on the heart rather than listening to his commander, essentially the one he willingly gave himself to, like even though. Like she, in my opinion, in that situation, she has every right to call him out for it. Yeah. You know, to call, to like put him into the place he needs to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not faulting it. It's just a really great Mm -hmm. way of highlighting that dynamic, the dynamic between Lan and Nynaeve, and then the dynamic between Lan and Moraine. I think that's one of my favorites actually in the in the whole like in the first few books mm-hmm. the the cracks that start showing in land yeah for because of Nynaeve it, it's one of my favorites yeah because he, he does it such a sub he hints at things it's so subtle sometimes and then sometimes like this it's very obvious mm-hmm. and there is the confrontation between people you didn't expect to have a like why are Lan and Moraine arguing about this? Why wouldn't they be in the same camp? Well, and it's exactly that. Like if you're traveling and you're with a group of people and, you know, Moraine has noted that Nynaeve is part of the pattern and all these people are part of the pattern and all this stuff. Doesn't it seem logical to go get her? Like go look for her. And it's just this very... It's a very subtle way of showing the crack, but also a very obvious way of showing it at the same time. Yeah, I, Which, it's it's really well done. It is it's so well done, and I I just I really enjoyed it. Is all I'm getting at. <laughs> no, uh, no, I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Anyway, so still in this chapter, though, um, Perrin is you know. Perrin wants to know where Rand and Matt are and Maureen's like, oh, they're elsewhere because, you know, she can't lie, but she also doesn't know where they are. Um, And this whole group is going south and then Egwene asks about Matt and Rand again and, you know, can't lie. And this is where, like you were saying earlier, so Nynaeve wants to look at um, um, Perrin's wounds. She wants to look at at Egwene's wounds, kind of tend to them and this is when they realize just how bad buyer did treat Perrin because they see all of these wounds all over him mm-hmm. and bruising and everything um and they also notice his eyes and start talking about his eyes and you know they're they're golden and is he sick and ill and all of this um and that's when Moraine you know chimes in and she looks at them and she's like oh yeah he he's not ill he'll he'll be okay but doesn't really say what's going on. And Perrin eventually realizes that Moraine knows what's going on with him, but there's no actual info divulged between the two of them. Yeah. So 
yeah and it ends and you know Perrin and Lan have this little back and forth conversation about needing needing to find Matt and Rand and that that's the chapter oh wow our next one is actually gosh we're trying not to deep dive in yet holy balls this is really important stuff this is yeah. a really big one okay so do you want to do you want to get into it then yeah because yeah let's let's do it okay so all right chapter- well, yeah we gotta gotta i will try not to be super long-winded oh that's fine it's, um, it's such a shame this part isn't in the movie or in the show in, even, in the show. even i can understand why like it doesn't narratively they i'm actually good with them doing that at some point we'll talk about about when we have the totality of what the show is we can actually go through and yeah i kind of see which parts they cut out of the book and why because i think cutting out camelin actually makes a lot of sense in terms of show length and you mm-hmm. know they, they don't need to add they don't need to put everything in but anyways i, I said that i was going to be brief and yet here i am going on a tangent so here we are now we can go into chapter 39 right we're good totally totally can yeah okay cool so weavings of the web um now we go back to Rand's point of view and they him and matt have been in camelin they've obviously been there for a few days it seems like um before logan is brought there and you know brand wants to go see logan he wants to go watch this procession of him of him coming into camelin matt doesn't want to go he obviously isn't leaving the room they're at at, at the inn um and yeah and brand's like screw it i'm gonna go and he goes to leave he has this conversation with basil the innkeeper who suggests that he goes through the back door of the inn which is kind of interesting just um i think it's okay so correct me if i'm wrong i think if i remember it's because somebody was being suspicious in the town asking about oh yeah maybe well so I mean, I'll just spit it out because it's, yeah. I don't think it's like this. It, it's Pat and Fane who's asking about him. He's asking, right. He's a, he's a disreputable looking fellow because he, he just looks, he looks like total ass mm-hmm. because he's been through hell. And uh, so I guess, I guess they find, I mean, let's see, I'm, I'm trying to think, oh yeah, that's right, because because in this chapter, actually, Pat and Fane does find Rand, he sees him and charges toward Rand, and Rand doesn't recognize him, he's just like, oh, that weirdo who I heard about is right. chasing me, so he escapes. Right, because in Rand, in, in this, Rand sees him, and he just thinks it's a random beggar. Right, he's just a totally filthy, disgusting wretch, mm-hmm. and yeah, so he... But, but yeah, I think I think that that's it. Plus, there there's this whole political thing going on. Everyone's wearing white or red, yes. and Rand Rand's like, oh, we have to blend in, so I'm just gonna get one, and he just happens to pick the one that supports more gays as opposed to right. as opposed to against more or again against or he's pro more gays's policy toward Aes Sedai, I guess. Right, which I think is is it white that is the support for more gays? I can't remember. I, feel, I want to say it's red was the one that he got for, to support Morgate. And that that's actually part of why Basil Gill actually even talked to him mm-hmm. initially because he, he just got lucky or maybe it was Tavirin. Uh, you know, that that's the kind yeah. of thing that Tavirin is nice to explain kind of like, oh, hey, that's actually a real reason. You know, it's not just a luck thing. It's a, 
the wheel wills it thing. Right. So, but, but yeah, so he's, there's also just all this anger. There's a ton of people just packing the city to see Loghain. Mm-hmm. There's everyone is about to just, I mean, the polarization and the anger between this just really reminds me of the current like kind of American political landscape right now of if you're one side or the other you're evil if I'm on one side and you you know like just the the same the yeah just the barely contained rage that everyone is feeling toward each other is Mm -hmm. and it's starting to boil over a little bit so um anyways Rand Rand decides like he doesn't want to have to deal with the the crowd right right well he is yeah so he basically is he he leaves partly i think because he doesn't want to deal with the crowd but also he's trying to get away from this random beggar that's actually patent fame um and he decides like he he finds this wall that he climbs to watch he sits on top of this wall to watch the procession from and watches Logan come through and there you know he's in this cage and there's ice die around him you know you know basically guarding him um and he watches from the top of the wall and then he he wonders out loud to himself why the Aes Sedai are guarding him oh but but before that Loghain Mm -hmm. stands up and he laughs really loud Mm -hmm. and like he's clearly not broken yet yes which I it's just like super eerie he's clearly in a hostile environment just but unbeaten he's just like this indomitable force this yeah this in- cool thing. inside this cage with the eyes to die around them and yeah. yeah not broken like clearly a caged uh, an animal like a, a dangerous one right like a it's dragon cool yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah so th- th- this happens and uh yeah clearly he wants like he wants to know why the eyes to die are basically there um and then a girl answers him, just some random girl. And she's like, well, to keep him from touching the one power, of course. Like, why wouldn't <laughs> you know that? Which scares him, obviously. Some mm-hmm. random girl scaring the crap out of Rand. And he falls off this wall and knocks himself unconscious. Yeah. And so. then, is, is that the end of the chapter? That's the, So the chapter ends with him knocking himself unconscious. So... There is one more chapter that we can move yeah. into, unless you have any other tidbits you would like to share. No, it's that's good. This is Matt is just being a total. He's douche. just being a. He's blame. He's Matt. He's being Matt. That's what he's doing. He's being. He's being book one, Matt. He sure. is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so chapter forty the web titans which i just love this so you have weavings of the web and then the web titans anyway doesn't matter um so this chapter actually opens with a dream sequence that i don't remember what the dream sequence is and i know you hate them um but it is another one of those balsamon dreams um and then eventually you know rand wakes up and he's got this headache from falling off the wall and knocking himself unconscious so he's obviously on the i'm assuming the other side of the wall at this point because there's no crowd Mm -hmm. Um, and there's girl there and you know he just is 
all disoriented and then uh this guy comes in and these two start talking and he realizes that their names are elaine and and gawain because they're talking to each other and you know she starts treating his injuries and talking to him and eventually explains that Morgay's the queen is her mother and so you realize that you've probably fallen into some kind of palace ground of sorts mm-hmm. i would think that that was the the connotation i drew at least um yeah i i've I struggle remembering what i initially thought of this scene because I, I mean it's pretty clear or they make it somewhat clear at least that mm-hmm. they're it's it's the daughter heir right and rand i'm pretty sure when he wakes up and sees her notes that she is quite attractive yeah. um, so rand's you know crushing on elaine there's just crushes all over right who was the crush in the last chapter to in the last chapter probably pat and fane on rand yeah he was <laughs> It was charging it. <laughs> it's funny because that's actually the exact one I was thinking of too. I was like, of I was like was. The, the only person who really has any like extreme desire to get next to another person. Pat and Fane. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> or yeah. I guess I guess there's probably there's actually the the part in that chapter where didn't Rand have to I'm, I'm trying to remember now. Didn't he send a message from like the cook to, to Basil Gill or something? There's that really funny interaction where the mm. cook just orders Basil Gill around and he's like, that woman, I'm not even married to her. And she says <laughs> all this stuff to me. Like, Which is great. It just seems like a really healthy dynamic. So, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So Rand is clearly crushing on Elaine. Whatever. doesn't matter. Um, and then glad enters and you know elaine this is this is where i found when i was reading this the dynamic was super weird because i was like who is this guy he is kind of talking down to elaine and gawain and wants rand and elaine's like no i'm you know he's here with like a visitor some kind of visitor guard or something nonsense basically telling him to chill but then and it doesn't matter because the guards come in and surround rand and they all go off for an to an audience chamber to where where more gazes yeah and and the whole time elaine and gowan are mm-hmm. just chatting with rand and elaine is clearly kind of taken with rand at least the, with the idea of oh you're from the two rivers i want to learn more about the two rivers yeah. and and she's and then she's gonna get he's gonna get in trouble and she's like no i'll save you i'll save you from my from my imperious mother right um which is just amusing because then you you get into this once they're taken into the chamber and her mother just starts chastising basically her and yeah she's just lecturing her yep yeah just in front of everyone just you know going into it the whole court yeah yep um and she, I believe, introduces her, her Aes Sedai, Elida, that's there, which Rand recognizes that she is Red Aja, um, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, they have a, I think if I remember correctly, Morgaze asks Elida to 
to like I don't want to say predict the future, but kind of predict the future and talk about Rand. And Elida's noticed his, uh, she's noticed Rand's hair unmarked right. sword. So it's this whole thing and they're focusing on the on the two rivers now. Um, but Morgay's in the end decides to set Rand free. She's not going to keep him prisoner so, or anything. So there's this really important moment where... <laughs> where Elida does go into, she has a foretelling. That's and, the word, thank you. Yeah, so so this is, this is a fairly rare, like she, ha, she has pretty significant clout in the White Tower because she's one of the few Aes Sedai remaining who actually has the foretelling, which is basically like a true vision. It's going to happen. It's a prophecy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's about Rand and... So there, there's this added element of danger because, because then, then Elida's like, Morgays, you can't let him go. You can't, you, like, he's dangerous. We need to keep him. Right. And, and, it- and Morgays is like, you know what? Screw you. We're just gonna, I'm just going to do justice my own way. You stupid, I to die. Right. She just doesn't listen to her and lets him go. Yeah. Yeah. And Rand thinks that Morgays is hot. So that's fun. well so now he's like just free and he's leaving with elaine and and gowan they're walking him out i guess basically and they tell him that he looks like an eye man yeah yeah gowan says uh, elaine says that she finds him handsome which you know all all of the crushes all over yeah yeah like rand is like oh you're elaine you're hot oh your mom's hot too and elaine's <laughs> like yeah you're, you're hot as well right and gowan's like you kind of look like a nile man <laughs> and ren's like is that something you would like <laughs> <laughs> uh yes that's that that's the chapter yeah yeah and uh, yeah and then he gets oh so so he leaves and then that's it there's not because i know some the next thing ha- that happens but Maybe that's in the next chapter. I think it's the next chapter. Yeah. But what what a cool adventure though. You're just this country bumpkin and you right. don't mean to do this, but you climb up this wall just by chance because you're Taviran, you don't realize it. And so you climb up this wall and you watch the the fa- the false dragon and then the daughter heir is uh, extremely attractive and wants to talk to you and she thinks you're handsome and you get to meet the queen and you get to see the sinister advisor who's plotting clearly and but you <laughs> manage to get out of it and uh, like quite quite the quite the adventure and it doesn't sound quite believable it's almost like something rand could have made up right right like he went out for the day and matt decided to sulk and be emo in the room and he's like oh well i did this and just just trying to right. you know make him jealous type thing um yeah, or, yeah so, or something like he's a shepherd he could just like be laying there tending his flocks daydreaming about mm-hmm. oh man when i what what if one day this happened if i get to the end of book 14 and it ends with Rand laying in a field, just <laughs> finishing his daydream. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship <You> know, over. 
<laughs> you know what I'll say? I'll be like, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You, you still need to read the prequel one. <laughs> that, that explains everything. That explains then, it. Yeah, totally. And, and then you'll get, uh, it'll prolong our friendship for another like week or so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. So any thoughts on these chapters? Because I thought they were great. Yeah, this, these are these are all really important chapters and yeah, yeah I, I i thought they were cool it's gonna be really tough to pick the mac this time though yeah um okay so i'm going based off my initial reaction to when i was listening to these chapters okay and my initial reaction was that i did not like glad and i did not like going i don't know why I did oh, not like Gawain. I didn't like either of them. I didn't like Galad because we're not supposed to, but I like Gawain. He was nice. He actually, I don't, he, want... I don't like, I don't like Gawain at, at other points in this series. I, I can't tell you uh, more than that, but <clears throat> that, that's fair. That, that's certainly fair. I'm trying to decide if that's, if that's allowed. I, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm just going based off what my gut, like, my my initial you know i feel i mean matt's barely in these chapters he's right a shut-in um well yeah i don't know annoying but whatever i don't i don't really know if any of the main characters could even qualify for it though really because matt uh, uh, like you say matt's not in it really perrin is just a mass of bruises and he's like Egwene is barely in it i mean she is but she isn't yeah, I think I think we may need to we need we may need to not because I think all the main characters that we see mm-hmm. are actually just pretty non-annoying. Right. So then, is it Galad? He's just so unmain characterish. This book. I know. Especially. I know. I just I just didn't like him. I didn't like Gawain. If you had to pick a main character. Hmm. Probably picky Gwen because she's not doing anything, or Matt she's for in. being, Matt for being a dick, a churlish. Matt brat. for being Matt. Matt for being book one Matt. Yeah. But they're barely in it. Like that's like they're, they're just they're just there, but they're not like, there. I, I'd want to pick Buyer actually, Child yeah. Buyer, but yeah, but he's he's the bad guy. Of course, it's annoying. Yeah, that's like picking Narg yeah you're not allowed to do that apparently i don't like i can't understand why someone would have the inclination to choose narg in the first place but (laughs) um it's yeah it's not perrin it's not lan nynaeve is actually not i don't find her to be annoying in this she's kind of Mm -hmm. coming around she's still being a little stubborn but kind of coming around to it she's being she is being helpful i find moraine is being moraine Rand mm-hmm. is actually super interesting in these chapters. He's doing stuff and finding things out and you know, he isn't being boring. I think you Who else do you pick? Um Galad. Fine. We'll we'll mail it in this time, damn it all. We'll mail it in. I just I don't I don't know why. I don't like him. That was my initial reaction. Don't like him. Oh no, he's uh, he's a very frustrating character in a lot of ways. Yeah, 
he's uh, it, <laughs> he's part of he's part of one of my very favorite books in the whole series, though. And, like wow. or one of my very favorite scenes, yeah. Like the, and it's actually in book three. You need to get a little bit farther where, okay. where you're at because he's he's in. He's part of one of just one of the coolest. You'll you'll see. Okay, maybe I'll get there tomorrow. So sorry, guys. Spoiler alert: Galad lives until at least some point in book three. Got it. Noted. <laughs> yeah. But fine. Fine. But if we had to pick someone, I, I guess if we had to just choose one annoying character, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's beyond me. I liked all of them. They were all good in these chapters. <sighs> Egwene. <laughs> we'll, we'll, pick, we'll pick Galad this time. Mail it in. Just, just take a bye. That's fine. I feel like if he is still around in book three for one of your favorite scenes, it's kind of main character-ish. That's fine. It's a secondary character. Yeah. All right. Galad. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. So, so it was the best crush. Ooh. Who has the best crush? Obviously, it's Pat and Fane. No. No. Okay. Um. Actually, I would think <laughs> in this case, I I'm gonna say it's Lan, because we see that crack start. We see that division. I think before. that's the best. Yeah. 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 Like. Nynaeve's isn't mature enough yet, but L- no. Lan's is truly causing him issues. Yeah, yeah I think strong. it's Lan. The crush is strong with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the force is strong. With- yeah, I, I followed. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other thoughts? I don't know. I think we talked about these four chapters a lot, actually. I think we did. I think it was good though i like these chapters everything's and now everyone's just about to get back together right. the band is going to be back together and it's going to be somewhat epic mm-hmm. they're slowly converging we're almost done book one i think there's only 52 or 53 chapters oh yeah and we the, just finished uh, yeah. 40 so a couple more weeks we'll be done awesome yeah You'll have to start reading those series again. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to refresh my memory. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll be great. Once you actually may get some movement on on, you know, this this book series that we enjoy together. So mm-hmm. it's happening slowly. I know. <laughs> he said, not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, uh, I think otherwise I'm I'm good. This is a good this is a good discussion. Yeah, I'm excited for the last show. Uh, you know, even if it is an ending, it'll, that'll be sad. But I honestly, this is a good amount to digest of the show, and we can look forward to the season two. And then otherwise, just focusing on the book series itself has been a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. We can we can take that and just roll with it. Yeah. Cool um so we will be doing even though it is christmas this week we are going to do our final reaction episode because we're going to watch it as soon as it drops on the 23rd Mm -hmm. um so we will be back in two days for that it'll be so good it's gonna be great super excited super excited and that'll be our last reaction until season two whenever that happens 
Yeah, and by then we'll have such a big podcast. Mm-hmm. It will be so famous. That, <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> that we'll probably be like invited to the red carpet or whatever, you know, the, the initial screening. Well, of season two. Yeah, you'll, mm-hmm. uh, you'll have to get this really fancy dress and stuff. It'll be great. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So no other thoughts. We're done. That's it. <laughs> I, I am that vapid. No more thoughts. No more thoughts. You're, done, you done shut done your brain thinking. off. Brain is off for the right. night. Uh, uh, questioning, of course, has it ever been on sort of thing? Probably so. not. Well, <laughs> go ahead and sign us off then, Sarah. All right. <laughs> we apologize for the unkindness today, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Adam, I'm so sorry I was unkind to you. I did it only because we are such good friends. <laughs> Oh, we're such good friends now. Now that that, that gives you yeah. license. Okay. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. Adam, I'm sorry. May you always find water and shade. <laughs>